Welcome to the Skinny with Mike and Adam, everybody. This is episode 0127. Like we mentioned uh, last week, we got a very special guest on our show this week, man. This is exciting. This is the, this is the big time right here. Yeah, you may remember uh, a few weeks ago, we attended the Rise Records tour back at the Glass House in Pomona. And, uh, you know, we went there to see the Dance Gavin Dance, Secrets, uh, Defeat the Low, uh, and other bands. And one of the bands that, op- the, the band that opened up for that night was a local band by the name of Vise. We were very not sure what to make of Vise at first, because they were like, we, we, they weren't on Rise Records, so we were, <laughs> we were confused at first. Who are these clowns? <laughs> uh, but, uh, we, we, uh, we checked out the band online. Uh, you can check them out at, uh, wearevise.bandcamp.com. And we very much enjoyed what we heard. And much to oh our God. surprise, they put on a great live show. So we wanted to reach out to them. And we have now on the show, Aaron, the guitarist from Vs. How are you doing today, Aaron? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me. Really excited to be uh, on the show. Yeah, we're really excited that uh, you took the time to talk to us. It really means a lot to us. So, so thanks again. Sorry we had to uh, put it off for like six weeks or seven weeks or something. <laughs> No problem, guys. I mean, I'm just pumped to be on. And uh, actually, this is uh, my very first time being interviewed on a podcast. So, <laughs> stoked. And uh, to be perfectly honest, you're actually the first musician from a you know from a from an actual band uh, We've, <laughs> on our show. We've had to make up. <laughs> awesome. We've had to make up guests most of the time in the past. Yeah, we've this had we've hard. had fictional characters on our show before. So you're the actual real person from an actual. Uh, touring band, uh, uh, to come, come talk to us. So, uh, again, thanks a lot for doing that Wait, for us. Are you sure I'm not a fictional person? No? <laughs> I hope I'm positive. The twist. <laughs> twist. I'm, I'm throwing a Christopher Nolan twist at you guys right now. Ooh, man. The, the top is still spinning, man. The top is still spinning. <laughs> well, we were super bummed that we couldn't make it to your guys's upcoming shows that came after the Glass House shows. I know you guys played there the following week, and then you guys played Chain Reaction just last week or a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it was uh, the 17th of January, so last Man. week, yeah. Yes, we would have really liked to get out there, but our personal lives got in the way of that one. So Yeah, uh, I, I totally understand. Know. We all have personal lives ourselves, and it kind of sucks. That's one of the reasons why we're not musicians anymore. Yes, <laughs> we're just recovering musicians. You, you are living out our dream, Aaron. Yes, we're trying to live our lives through <laughs> you, so thank you. <laughs> hey. Whatever I can do for you guys, I'd be happy to do it. <laughs> All right, man. Well, now that we have you on the show, uh, we wanted to get to know uh, you, you and get to know the band a little bit. Uh, so, first of all, can you tell us a little bit about Vs? You know, tell us, you know, how the band first started uh, and how you guys have gotten to the point where you are right now. Sure. Uh, so, Vs uh, has existed probably officially about a year and a half now, and wow. four of us—the guitars, bass, drums—have been playing together for. Longer than that, uh, we had an old band called Twin Sons we used to play in, and uh, that didn't end up working out, and we realized, well, we really want to continue playing music, and we have such great chemistry with each other that we just decided, well, let's try something a little different and try to, you know, buckle down and go as hard as we can, and that's how Beats was formed. And we were really lucky with our singer, Tommy, because... He was maybe the second guy we tried out for the band. And, you know, the whole time we were saying, well, let's not get our hopes up. You know, it's not going to be love at first sight kind of deal, you know. And then that's exactly what it was. I I can imagine hearing Tommy for the first time. You guys were probably pretty blown away. I don't know if you guys had been friends with him prior or if he just answered an ad at Starbucks or something. But (laughs) You guys um, must have fun. been pretty blown away. Yeah, absolutely. We were completely blown away. The first song we rehearsed together was um, 
Static in the Air, the slower song that we have. Oh, right. And um, we have a lot to com- say about that song. Awesome! I would love to talk about that song. It's one of my favorite songs. But anyways, um, yeah, he just completely blew our minds, and it was just like, uh, you know, our drummer even before we had a chance to talk about it was like, yeah, you're in the band. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. um, that's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing to get somebody with a voice like that. Yeah, absolutely, um, and and it's funny how you mentioned like. It was random, sort of, but in uh, reality, our old keyboard player, um, Danny, actually went had a class with Tommy when he was going to college. So, oh wow, it was one okay. of those things where we uh, he sort of knew him, but only in passing. You know, wasn't super close with him. And the way we got connected was our friend Chris, who sings for this band called Back Pocket Memory. Uh, when he found out we were looking for a singer, he immediately said, "Tommy, you need to try out for this band. It'll be perfect." And it ended up wow. being perfect. So. Wow, cool. Was he was he with another band at that time? Um, he had actually just his band had just broken up as well, so it was almost like you know, I don't necessarily okay. believe in fate and all that stuff, but it was almost like fate. Both our bands had broken up and we were trying new things and it ended up being imperfect for each other, so Yeah, whatever the case may be, I mean it worked out great because you guys have such a good chemistry together. I think each one of you complements the next and it really uh shows in the music. Thank you. I appreciate that. We worked really hard to sort of develop that connection, like I said, in our previous bands. And, uh, you know, the four of us that are playing the instruments, sorry, the three of us now that are playing the instruments, um, you know, we've just been jamming together forever. I've been playing with uh, my drummer, Alan, for, I want to say, like 15 years now. Um, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's been a long time. Um, Were you guys in then, middle school at the time? Man. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think you guys maybe are not that 15, old, right? Maybe like 12 years. Maybe 12. Yeah. Actually, um, Aaron is actually uh, 73 years old. So yeah, I'm the actually math a senior citizen. So, <laughs> uh, no. Um, so yeah, we've been playing together for over 10 years. Let's just say over 10 years. And uh, so then, speaking uh, of speaking of your other band members, uh, is, uh, I wonder if you could just introduce them a little bit. Well, you're Aaron. You play guitar. Yes. Uh, I believe uh, Alan. Alan is your drummer. Yeah, that's him. Uh, and so then, I think uh, you also mentioned that you had a former keyboardist and that was daniel yes that was daniel and then our bass player uh extraordinaire is justin and, oh, and, uh, and, and tommy on and and tommy on vocals of course yeah he's okay. kind of important <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of yeah yeah so um so yeah we 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 developed that chemistry together just by playing and playing and playing and then tommy just came in and it was a perfect fit you know it was almost like he had been playing with us the entire time and that's that's how beast was formed Nice. So how, how would you say that you guys have gotten to the point uh, that you are so far? Because you only just recently uh, got together with Tommy. Was that this year or the previous year? That was uh, 2013. Um, okay. We played, we played a couple shows late 2013 as while we were testing the waters, but I'd say we officially started early 2014 um, was when we started playing shows and we started feeling like our material was there and then we released our EP and that's pretty much around the time when I figured... You know, that was that's when Beast pretty much started. Okay, so after the EP was released, I believe was that was in April. Is that when you guys started, uh, you know, pushing for more shows? I mean, and, and yeah, yeah, and we got really lucky. Um, right as soon as we released the EP, we got some attention from um, some you know local blogs and some writers who were pushing our EP because they heard it and really liked it, and so. Um, they got, they got to a good amount of ears right away, which we were, you know, super stoked about because 
you know, we've been playing in bands for so long and something like that doesn't always happen. You know, you work really hard on songs and you love them, but they don't always fall on the right ears. And we got lucky in this case and we've just been uh, working hard to grow that audience ever since. Very cool. Well, we've already been able to get your guys' music out to our, uh, to our podcast network. So, uh, yeah, thanks our, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah. I, I actually got a message, uh, just last night uh, from somebody who was in our podcast network. He said he just, uh, listened to your EP. And, uh, I, I believe the exact words were like, it, it, it melts my dick off. <laughs> <laughs> I and believe pre- that's a good thing. I'm not... pretty sure that's a compliment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. I mean, well, not really, yeah. but just, hopefully you can. Somehow re-solidify his dick back on because that kind of sucks. <laughs> Just listen to more beats. I'm pretty sure it'll it'll form back up. So, uh, yeah. so uh, speaking of your EP, uh, no ways. Uh, can you talk about uh, what it was like writing the entire EP? And you because know, uh, I think it's fair to say that each song has its own identity and its own distinct musical style. You know, and and I also wanted to know uh, when while you guys were writing it, was that an intentional thing that you were going for, or was that something that just kind of came naturally? Well. Um, for the most part, the basis of each song, I had the idea for it, and I would basically work out a demo on my computer, program some drums, and then send it to the guys, and they would be either like, yeah, this is great, or no, this sucks. And so the five songs that are on there were the best ideas that I was able to come up with. And then everyone else sort of just added their own things to the to the songs, whether it be Alan, you know, in his crazy drum parts, um, and Quite Justin... Crazy, yes. <laughs> yeah. And then Justin with, um, Justin's really good at song arrangement, you know, har- harmony and all this stuff. So that came in really handy. And obviously Daniel was there while we were writing. So his keyboard parts are all over the place. And the songs were written actually before Tommy even came into the picture. And so oh, wow. that was another bonus about Tommy was he was super cool with just coming in, you know, um, contributing where he needed to contribute you know he was super into the songs already as it is so as soon as he added his vocals to it it just ended up being complete and uh alan uh, our drummer produced the entire thing we tracked guitars bass vocals all in his uh in his house in his garage basically and the only thing we used in actual studio for were drums so did you yeah alan is the drummer right yes alan's the drummer did did you and him work on like a lot of the compositions together? Um yeah, we like, I mean what what ended up happening, sorry. <laughs> what ended up happening was we I would come up with the idea and I would you know, we'd end up coming in a room together and being like, yeah, this works. Uh, you know, or maybe the part sounded cool when I wrote it, but come in the room together and we're like, nah, not so much. So we'd rearrange, redo some choruses here and there. Um so the songs as is on the EP uh, changed quite a bit as we went through them. Hmm. Wow. Yeah, I imagine cool. once it gets in the hands of uh, other, you know, really talented musicians, it, it probably changes for the better and, uh, you know, just evolves into what it was right now. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's what I like best about the process for No Waves was that, you know, even though, you know, I came up with the foundation for the songs, I felt like it was very much a, uh, total team effort as far as completing the songs and getting them to where we were all satisfied. So it felt, it felt good. You know, it, it uh, was a different way of writing than what we were used to, but it definitely ended up working out for sure. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, no, uh, no waves, I, I, I really recommend the listener go check it out. By the way, you can check it out at the wearevs.bandcamp.com. 
uh, the EP itself is five bucks, so you know it definitely well worth uh, that price. So please check it out, listener. Uh, and speaking of the songs, you have a, a few songs in there that are in some very odd time signatures. I mean, is that uh, a conscious effort by either you or Alan? Because I, from what you, from what, from what I'm hearing, you and Alan are really like the main songwriters on these, at least these five songs. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely a conscious effort. Um, the first song. Uh, called Listen on the EP is uh, all completely in 5-4 and that was... Wow. It's really hard to just like bob your head to but I, but yeah. I still love it so much. Yeah, it's so easy to listen to but it's like uh, it's like, you, like yeah, like Adam said it's like, I can't I can't pump my hip fist to this but like, but I love it so much. <laughs> it was definitely uh, I wanted to try as a songwriter it's something I hadn't done before but to do something in completely the entire song in an odd time signature and try to make it as listenable as possible and uh, it was definitely challenging but uh, I, I think that's one of the stronger songs I feel and really proud of that one um, as far as the other songs art time signatures some of them are intentional and some of them were like well this sounds cool can we play it can we pull it off and then we ended up figuring out oh that's actually in seven or this is in some completely weird signature that we don't even know well, it definitely works, and 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 just to think that you guys pulled it off on a live show too, and like, I I mean, I don't want to gush or anything, but like, um, pretty much almost flawlessly when we when we saw you back in December, but uh, just to think that you guys pulled off those odd time signatures on live on stage is quite the uh, you know phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, it's uh yeah, it's definitely something that we practice a lot on, you know. Um, and Alan plays a uh, click, so he's always on the beat, and we're always trying to stay with him and. Stay as locked in as possible. Yeah, I'm starting to believe that you guys actually are fictional characters now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nobody <laughs> can play on a click time. <laughs> yeah, right, we're so, totally uh, yes. we're totally fictional. Just made up <laughs> figments so, of your imagination. So uh, I, I mentioned earlier that the, you know each song, I, at least both in our opinions, have its own identity and distinct musical style. So speaking of the musical styles, uh, you know what what would you say that some of your collective influences are, like musical or otherwise, and uh. Maybe you can also talk about some of your favorite bands also. Absolutely. I'd love to. Um, so I think collectively the biggest one that we probably get and uh, we all agree upon is probably our Expandits. Oh, so of and you guys opened for them recently. Yeah, yeah. So that was a big deal. It was um, That's a band I've loved since I was 13. So to be able to uh, open up for them and play in front of their audience was something special for sure. But yeah, Aris Bandits, you know, and they do the whole kind of proggy thing. So we're into that for sure. Um, there's a smaller band that uh, not a lot of people know about, but are kind of in the same vein as Aris Bandits. They're called Facing New York. Okay. And uh, this, uh, Alan, myself, and Justin were completely obsessed with a couple of their albums. And so we, well, let's not say ripped off, but borrowed heavily, influenced <laughs> heavily from them for sure. Um they unfortunately don't play as often as they used to. Um, but aside from that, you know, uh, we wanted to, for this EP in particular, we wanted to sort of capture the intensity and urgency of bands like At the Drive-In, Refused. Um, Definitely. And even yes. though we might we might not sound exactly like them, we there's they have a certain energy in some of their releases. So, for example, Relationship, Command, Shape of Funk to Come. Obviously, those two are. Huge albums for all of us, and uh, absolutely yes. Just have an energy, and uh, we we just wanted to emulate that sort of energy, for sure. And uh, as far as my favorite bands, besides that, that influence, 
me, but maybe not necessarily to come out in the music. Uh, I love St. Vincent. She's one of oh, my yeah, favorite yeah. guitarists right now. Um, and then bands like the Beatles, Pink Floyd, you know, the, the, the staples, I guess you could say. Oh, of course. Awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's really fascinating to hear. And, and you know, like in your songs, I hear like there's a lot of punk influence. There's a lot of prog rock, of course. Uh, I mean, and some, even like, uh, you know, track three memories of some distant future. Uh, there, I hear a lot of, you know, really up tempo, almost post hardcore influence in that, in that, in that as well. I mean, is, Definitely. That, is that more, is that, is that a genre that you guys, uh, enjoy or? Oh, for to? sure. Um, I'm, I'm super into, uh, Touche Amore. Uh, I love them. Uh, you know, local LA band that's been doing some great things. Yes, I don't know if you we, call we them post hardcore. In- <laughs> yeah, I I would definitely call them post hardcore, but more yeah. like punk influence though. But uh, like you know, old school post hardcore back before the the aughts revolution of that uh, of that. But uh, yeah, fascinating stuff, man. Very yeah, cool. yeah, Mike, absolutely. Mike and I reviewed uh, the Animals album from Pink Floyd last week on the podcast, and we basically said if you're a fan of this, then you would probably enjoy Vs a lot. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so put uh, you in, in relatively high esteem. <laughs> Thanks definitely. for that. Yeah, that's a that's a huge deal. Um, yeah, Pink Floyd, David Gilmore is probably, you know, top five guitarists of all time for me. And, uh, mm-hmm. cool. yeah, Animals is a great and underrated album, if you ask me. Yeah, we mentioned that it was written, you know, right in between all of the albums that people generally associate with that band, too. And it just seems to be overlooked. And, uh, we, we, we were requested to, uh, review that by, by a listener. And we were definitely, uh, taken by surprise. Cause we, ha- we haven't, to be perfectly honest, we, we haven't, uh, dabbled in classic rock. Uh, in our musical career, but uh, so it, it was. It was about time. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, and the good thing about albums like that is, no matter when you discover them, you know, as long as you hear them, it, it'll be a great experience. I mean, I didn't discover Pink Floyd till I was graduating from high school, and because uh, we didn't get know. it until then, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 one of those things that you know into it. Just the fact that you listen to it, you realize, oh man, this is great, and uh, you just. I love the shit out of those albums. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, uh, going forward, I mean, do you guys have, uh, anything in the immediate future that you guys are working on or, like, hoping to accomplish? Yeah, absolutely. We've got, um, we've got a couple of new songs. I think at the show you guys were at, we played one of those new songs, I yes, believe. Yes. Um, so we got a couple of new songs ready to go pretty much and we're gonna start demoing those out, recording them. Uh, we're shooting for maybe some sort of spring release. Not quite sure exactly what it is. We're talking about maybe like a seven inch or something like that. Um, and then, uh, we're working on some, some more local shows and then, uh, some out of town shows also, uh, in the springtime for sure. So we're not stopping. Oh, and, uh, we're also working on an album. So <laughs> there's that. So you guys are working on a full length or another EP or? Yeah, um, we're going to work on, so far? A, on a full length. Um, just gonna, we, uh, over the winter, we, couple of us no three of us went to arizona to try to seclude ourselves from any distraction and try to work on some songs and we came back with some good stuff and we're just going to continue with that momentum for the rest of winter and hopefully you know get become really busy during springtime that's really interesting way to write some music yeah 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 it was different you know it's something we haven't done and i think that's you know we try to keep things fresh with this band try to keep you know, new processes and things like that. So hopefully, uh, you know, we'll 
continue with our momentum and just uh, keep writing some new stuff and, you know, hopefully release it out for you guys real soon. Awesome. Well, you guys, you know, we follow you guys on Facebook and, you know, we see that recently you guys have been playing uh, some pretty awesome shows. Uh, so, I mean, do you guys have any uh, uh, shows or tour dates coming up in the near future? Um, yeah, we've, we've played some great shows and we're super grateful for that. We have, uh, thankfully we have some people backing us up and getting us those shows. Um, our Artery Global is our booking agency and so we have them to thank for those and also our manager Jack Appleby to thank. And, um, as far as in the near future, nothing's set in stone yet. So I can, I don't want to make any promises that I can't keep just in case they fall through, but, uh, sure, sure, definitely, no definitely keep a lookout for something going on in April at the at the latest all right cool so i don't know if you can talk about this at all but uh i mean have you guys uh been talking to any uh you know labels at all not yet um we're we're kind of okay with being the independent band we are right now you sure. know we're still very much a baby band and uh we're just trying to do our own thing before we uh sign our souls away to any record label for sure <laughs> of course yeah do you guys all have like like day jobs right now? Or, oh yeah, or, yeah. Okay. We all work full time. Um, I'm a substitute yeah, teacher tough. actually. So. Oh nice. Yeah, I do that during the day, and uh, uh, three out of four of us actually, all of us are involved in some sort of education in some way. Um, so we all. That's interesting. Yeah, all, it makes, we're all working. It makes it tough to just like drop everything and go on tour. I'm sure, but. Uh, Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so we've been we've been sort of doing as much as we can. While still being able to maintain our jobs, but uh, you know, we all agree that if like something huge comes where we can't turn it down, then yeah, you know, peace out, goodbye job, job, <laughs> goodbye family, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> goodbye, uh, goodbye, all my money as well. <laughs> yeah, well, you gotta you gotta do it for the passion of the music, though. But uh, you know, I I I I'm in the opinion that uh, you guys definitely deserve some sort of you know recognition for your music because it really it really is something unique and i think it's something that you know almost every uh music fan can enjoy there's something for everyone and you know just the five tracks that you have in no waves uh but you know i i, I really so um that with that being said i mean it wouldn't surprise me if sometime you know whenever whenever that time may be that you guys do get picked up by uh you know a, a label that can recognize you and get you guys get your guys name out there Thanks, man. I really appreciate the, those were kind words. Um, you know, we, it was a kind of a conscious effort to make sure our music not necessarily differs from song to song, but there's something new with each song and something that, uh, someone can find to enjoy in each song. And I think what connects the songs as a whole for all of us is probably Tommy and his vocals and, um, you know, without him, it probably wouldn't be that great of an EP, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, different. yeah, it would be very different for sure. And, uh, yeah, Tommy's got a, Tommy's got a wide range and I'm, you know, it's really awesome that you guys picked him up. I mean, are, are you familiar with his writing process at all? Cause his lyrics are very out there. Yeah. Not in a weird way, but like, it, it, you know, it, it definitely takes you to like a different place when you sit down and listen to the words. Well, yeah, definitely. One of my favorite things, um, that he, when he was writing one of, uh, memories of some distant future, he was like, Hey guys, I'm writing a song about what happens when is on planet earth. And so we were like, right, right. well, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That sounds like an, and you know, it comes up, come up 
up with these concepts, uh, new songs that we played at the show you guys were at is um, called Stowaway. About a boy who stowed away inside of uh, the wheel well of an airplane right. so that oh, way yeah, he yeah, could right. reach his mother um, who was in some internment camp or something like that. And so when he tells us he's going to write about these things, we always just say, yeah, go for it because, <laughs> you know, it's better than writing about girls in uh, breakups. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. Oh, my heart is broken, girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have nothing against those songs. I listen to too many, yeah. way too many of those songs myself. But, uh, I mean, anytime, yeah. yeah. Yeah, the the market for uh, songs about kids who stow away in planes is definitely a very small market. So <laughs> yeah, we're <laughs> definitely writing gonna... those songs, Tommy. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be the front runners of the, the, that market for sure. <laughs> that is cool. So you you mentioned when we were at the show that there was a lot of five symbolism layered within the EP. Can you expand on that a little bit more now? Sure. Yeah. Um, and it actually it was something that we kind of noticed while we were working on the EP. Um, it wasn't conscious at first, but then we kind of just ran with it. Um, so there's a lot of, yeah, a lot of everything in there is pretty much involved this, with the number five because our drummer was, or still is, into kind of numerology and that kind of thing. So we thought it'd be kind of fun to sort of play on that. And so, yeah, there's five... Uh, songs on the EP. Very interesting. Yeah, there's a, f- the first song is in five. Um, our name, V, obviously, V. Yeah, the Roman numeral the, five. The right. Roman numeral for five. Yeah, um, I, jo- I joked with you, uh, while we, while we briefly talked at the show, like, oh, your guys is called V, maybe it's called five is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mind explosion. <laughs> but yeah, things like that. And, uh, you know, um, there was another one. Uh, shoot, I can't think of it right now. But yeah, there's no, five, just like yeah, there's also five tracks on the EP too. Yeah, five tracks, and at the five yeah at the time the there were five band, five guys in the band, and uh, so just so are you, all are these you guys different. Looking for a new keyboardist? Um, that's a good question. Uh, we still haven't figured that out ourselves, to be completely honest. Oh, okay. What it kind of goes back to what I was saying before about working on new music. Um, we're kind of just playing it by ear seeing if uh these new songs call for a keyboard player then you know we'll we'll uh we'll look for someone but uh if not then you know we'll just kind of go with the flow so yeah i think well regardless of what you guys decide i think you guys are all talented enough musicians to make it work with or without a keyboardist should you you know whatever your decision may be right exactly and so it just it just depends i think on what the songs end up calling for and you know we'll just go with that but uh you know we definitely like the idea of having the keyboard sounds, you know, a Rhodes or some synth here and there because it kind of, kind of sets us apart. I feel like, you know, most bands are two guitars, bass, singer, drummer, and, you know, having a keyboardist there or, you know, keyboards on the song is kind of a different texture, which we really enjoy. Yeah. As long as the song, as long as, as long as, you know, the keyboardist, I think is, is part of the songwriting process and the keyboards are used properly, then, you know, it's not a gimmick and it actually adds to, adds to the music that much more. Yeah, right, exactly. Like, we're not looking for anyone to wail on a key guitar solo anytime soon for our songs <laughs> or anything like that. Not that there's anything wrong with a wailing guitar no, 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 solo. No, no, I mean, if that's your thing. I mean, I just saw a bunch sure, of sure. that going on right here in Nam, so. <laughs> All right, Aaron, well, you know what? It's been a pleasure uh, speaking to you. And before we let you go, I had uh, a few, a handful of lightning round questions. So I'm going to uh, just name these off really quick, uh, really quick. And I was wondering if you could just 
say the first thing that comes to your head, all right? I'm kind of scared. Okay. <laughs> some of these you should probably be afraid of. All right, here we okay. go. Right, some, of them are, some of them are going to be really easy, but uh, some of them might might uh, scratch your head a little bit. All right, first one, favorite pizza topping? Uh, jalapenos. I love spicy. What's your shoe size? What's your shoe size? Nine and a half. What's your favorite fast food burger? Ooh, I'm vegetarian, uh, so in and out grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> ah, good answer. Nice. All right, boxers briefs or boxer briefs? Boxer briefs. What's your favorite movie? Oh, uh, Annie Hall. What is? Who is the worst Batman villain? Worst Batman villain? Oh my gosh. Okay, could it be worst best or just plain worst? Because if it's worst yes. best, then absolutely <laughs> it's Mister Freeze. It has to be Mister Freeze. All right, uh, coffee or tea? Tea, absolutely. Mexican food or Italian food? Oh, come on. I'm Mexican, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy answer. Who will yeah. win the Super Bowl? Um, I don't even know who's in the Super Bowl. Go Dodgers. Oh. <laughs> we were going to put money on your bet. <laughs> you say the, you, you say, just say the Seattle Seagulls. Yeah, that one. That's, 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 that's a good enough one. answer. <laughs> yeah. Finally, Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network? Nickelodeon for sure. That is the correct answer. Yes. <laughs> How do I Aaron, do it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. And once again, thank you so much for coming on our show, man, Make, and making some time for us. Oh, dude, anytime. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. And so, uh, closing out your interview, is there anything that you want to plug or, uh, you know, for our listeners to go check out, uh, your music? Uh, you know, just, uh, like you guys had said before, we got a band camp where you can buy our EP as well as t shirts and the like. Um, you can you check can us out shirt. on. I'll, you've got plenty of those. Um, okay. Check us out. I'm sure that you have for No Waves. I love that shirt. I, I oh, really want that one. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Our friend designed um, basically the EP and all these shirts. for. Um, so, yeah, you can check us out on Bandcamp, uh, Facebook, obviously. All our social media plugs are basically yeah, just so, VRVs. And started yeah, again, um, a ma- Sorry, go ahead. Oh, we, we actually just started a mailing list, which uh, we're going to use to sort of document our writing process so that should be kind of fun you can find that at tinyletter.com slash we are tinyletter.com slash we are yeah so like you mentioned uh listener you guys i mentioned this before go to we are that's w-e-a-r-e-v-i-s dot bandcamp.com once again you can find their fantastic ep uh no waves just for five bucks well worth your money in my opinion uh each song i think Know, it adds something different and there's something for everybody there so definitely check out uh no waves by vice cool thanks guys all right man thanks again aaron and uh you have a fantastic uh evening i understand that you just had a great time at nam so not uh, Vietnam, yeah i'm exhausted <laughs> <laughs> my ears are so tired of uh guitar solos by all these non-guitar <laughs> players yeah i imagine all right man well you have a great evening once again thanks for talking to us all right thanks guys have a good night She's an American beauty. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's good testing. Well, that was a great interview. That was really, really fun. We should I, do that more often. We should have more musicians on. Yeah. Preferably more, you know, Vs-related news about them you know, yeah, yeah. getting super famous. and First Vs, next Brett Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? He needs more... Uh, Attention. <laughs> yeah. More so, air plugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. So uh, you had you wanted to con- continue uh, before we end before we ended this episode. You wanted to continue your uh, 
music hate fucks a journey, right? <laughs> My hate fucks. Um, do you have a, a, a sound off? Because usually you go first. I wanted to uh, dedicate my sound off to you. Oh, <laughs> since I, I, wanted I to spent do- how many minutes? 38 minutes? 38 minutes last week last on week. my own yeah. personal sound off? <laughs> so I wanted to donate mine to yours. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so let's first talk about Inter Shikari. Yes. Shall we? Um, now, I know Mike told me last week he wasn't too impressed it was all by right. this album. And um, I had... I had the same feeling myself. The first half of it is really good. It is. Right? I, like the last Garrison, I hadn't heard that since it first got Yeah, since released. I shared that song with you, yeah. Um, it's a really, really good song. Probably going to be in my running for Songs of the Year mm. when this next year rolls around. Um, Not as energetic as a flash flood of Kalur, though. Right. There was something missing towards the middle, and I think it was the... I am upper class. I am upper lower class. I am upper class. Yes. I am upper lower. Low. Um, <laughs> that was such about, an odd vocal solo. Something about that song that just hit me the wrong way. <laughs> Track ten, I think it was. <laughs> it sounds about right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I only. What's gave the name it, of this album again? This is called My, The Mind Sweep. That's right. It just um, came out a couple weeks ago. I think it came out just this week. This past right? week, right? Yeah. Why don't we know these things, Mike? Cause uh, because we because we them from the store, iTunes, when they and get Best released. Buy. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the the, the anesthetist song mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I, I like that There's song a video a lot. for that coming soon. Never let go of the microscope. I thought was kind of a cool song, and then it just took like a really weird, like kind of boring turn. Okay. They throw in a little interlude, and the Bank of England. That was mm. kind of a cool. Yes, song. I like that song a lot. But yeah, there's a price on your head. I am upper class. I am upper lower class. Lower class. Um, I wasn't really feeling that one too much. And then the the, the album just kind of fizzles after that, don't you? Yeah, think? like I said, it's not as energetic. It's it doesn't have the the it doesn't have the energy. Doesn't have the anger also because I think that's what was also missing from a flashbit of Kalur. Do you think they've just gotten too full of themselves and famous mm, and we no, are and we have to make a political statement? With they blew up the Bank of England. <laughs> you know, they're not Rise Against yet. Okay. They're on their way. Because this band is pretty popular over there in yes, the Ukes. Definitely. The U of the K. Um, they have, like, so many more likes on Facebook than I thought they did. Yes. So that was kind of weird. Um, but whatevs. Um, so would you recommend it at all? Um, to the casual listener? I would recommend their their previous albums. And if you like them, then give the Mind Sweep a chance. Okay. Um, so not so great coming after the rat race EP. Don't you yeah. Think? yeah the rat, rat race, race EP I was really pretty darn good. Yeah. Came out last year. Um, let's see. I'm not going to talk about fallout boy yet, <laughs> but who else did I listen to? Got another to? 38 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> who else did I listen to this Slipknot? week? Slipknot. Slipknot. Oh my God. Okay. Point five, the gray chapter from last so year. So their masterpiece. What? Did, wasn't that what they were? They were doting. Oh, it they as? were. Yeah, they were. This was... very much trouting it, like their like their comeback and their masterpiece. Right. So that's a lie. <laughs> um, <laughs> as if you couldn't tell that they were just hyping it a little too much. I mean, when well, you wait six years in between albums, a band that's and... a band that's very showy and very much, I think, kind of relies too heavily on their presentation. I, th- I don't think it's that surprising that they would overhype something. Okay. And then when they lose their bass player, so they're just like, oh, it's going to be like something about, you know, the loss of the bass player. But then you remember there are a bunch of characters yes. who lost lost a character in their band. <laughs> a fictional character. So the ba- the song, what was it, Skeptic? 
So the world will never see another motherfucker like you. Which was a compliment, I'm sure. I guess. That was kind of weird. So, yeah, the album doesn't start off very strong. The Devil and I um, was the single. Yes, the, the lead single off of that. You asked me to watch the video for yes, it. Yes, it's fucking in- unintentionally <laughs> hilarious. I've, I, was, I was waiting for the humor, but <laughs> it was really just like watching, I guess, what a Saw movie would be like, since I've never watched a Saw yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's, that's where the unintentional humor okay. came on, because it was so... Somebody was taking e- it seriously. Somebody was eating their fingers off. Something like in that. that video. <laughs> and it, and the kind of comical explosions. Yes. <laughs> and the guitar player ripped off not only his mask but his entire face down to the skull. Right. Um, it's like, oh, cool. I'm supposed to take you guys seriously. Needless All to right. say, it was taking place in a mental institution. Um, <laughs> right, Felisa. I don't know if that meant anything or not, but I still like the song. <laughs> the song is okay. The song is like not that bad. Yeah. I was really surprised. It's catchy enough. It's got a good beat. And then um, Goodbye, which I think was more of like a somber note to their bass player who died. I think so, yeah. Painkiller and Xanax abuse. Um, that one was a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I like that song. And then the song after that called Nomadic was kind of a cool song. Okay. But that was it. So do you have a score for that? or That would be a whopping three. Three out of, out of 17. 14. <laughs> 14. 14. 14. Right. You were close. So 17. <laughs> All right. So I am ready to put Slipknot to bed. And if you're a teenager out and you, there and, and you you're got, claiming... And you got through it, man. That was, the, that was your first band that you got through through your, you know, hate odd man out, hate fuck bands. Um, and if you're a teenager out there who's saying to people like, I like Slipknot, I want to go to Knot Fest because I'm a Slipknot fan. Um, you need to listen to Slipknot. That's all I got to say because <laughs> you're not listening to Slipknot. You've they, heard a couple of singles here and there. Yes. And um, they have more than three songs, you know. Pretending to be a, like a hardcore metalhead. Maggot. Um, there's there's a lot more to metal out there than just what Slipknot is offering. I know. Okay. They don't play it on the radio though. <laughs> <laughs> so American Beauty. American, American Psycho. American Psycho. Album number six. By Fob. By Fallout Boy. Dare I say Fallout Man. <laughs> is this their <laughs> mature album, Adam? This album, I still have is not so given this album a chance. By the blisteringly way, blisteringly overproduced. Ooh, the Rolling Stone article about it said there might as well not be anybody else. Like there might as well not be a drummer or a guitar player because they are totally buried by the bombasticness of the sound. Sure, there's not. You can't really hear a lot of like just guitar licks or bass licks. You can hear some drums, but of course they all sound. Like, do they sound art- electronic? Do they sound drums? artificial? They don't. They they kind of sound artificial at times. Okay. So definitely not like a rock band. But then I'm like, okay, it's Fallout Boy. They're pop rock. Yes. They're trying new things. Save Rock and Roll was a pretty terrible album. This album's pretty good. <gasps> I'm what? This album. I've spent all day today, not only preparing myself to talk to Aaron, but trying to figure out. What the hell is going on inside of me? Now that I think, I've listened to this I album for a solid week. I think you're finally going through puberty. Something is happening to me. And I told you last week there would be a lot to say. Sure. Um, the first single called Centuries is the one that samples the Suzanne Vega. Now, apparently that song's been out for months. The video has gotten very popular, yet Mike and I had still been avoiding it. Yeah, again, Fall Out Boy is a band that I don't really... Like, when I hear something yeah. new from them, I'm like, oh, yes, I got to get on that new Fallout Boy song. So pretty much all week, like, the samples would just kill the song for me. But for some reason, by listen number eight, like, 
it's <laughs> it 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 just became really really good and you can tell like the fucking hooks in this album are like so good okay. and it's weird because i'm listening to it enjoying it singing along with it and 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 feeling strange <laughs> while i do this <laughs> so i had to go back and listen to save rock and roll to see if there was something I missed because sound wise, yes, it's a little similar, but it is a lot more in your face. Okay, but the fucking hooks, man. I mean, they are really—that's interesting. They really just suck you in to the point where you're like, I don't care if it's Fallout Boy because I enjoy singing along with this. So I personally have not listened to the last three Fallout Boy albums. Right? Do you recommend that I do that in order to get into American yes. Beauty, American Psycho? Yes. Or can I li- do you think it holds up on its own? I almost feel like this like maybe you don't have to. Maybe save rock and roll. Okay. But this one I almost Just feel because like they're so similar? Maybe a little bit, but I almost feel like this one is the band becoming a different band. Okay. In a good way. Hmm. But in a way that goes way against all of my rock <laughs> hardcore metal punk roots. Like it's everything right, right. that I would hate about music usually. But I just can't fucking get the songs out of my head. They okay. Work. So do you feel like <laughs> so you feel like listening to them from the beginning helped you enjoy this album? Or because I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to I'm trying to read you right now. And I'm very confused. <laughs> however, you listen to it. Okay. You know my method is to listen to everything. Yes. Um, if you choose not to do that, just keep on giving it a chance because you're gonna hate it <laughs> at first. Okay. But then you're gonna realize that there's it's a certain, glowing review. <laughs> there's certain things about the melody that just the melodies All right. work throughout the entire song, uh, throughout the entire album. There's three poor songs, okay, but the other eight, yeah, are 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 are, are g- 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 good. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely say it. <laughs> I mentioned that I dropped this band right around uh, Infinity on High, and that's when I started to resent right. them almost. Right. And right. I, so I didn't even give fully a doigt and so forth. So I think no, I'll the, go the, in go into this with an open mind after everything that you spoke because you enjoyed folie a also the lyrics will remind you of good old fallout boy sure but it's at that point where now like the music has covered up some of the poor lyric writing like sure. it, like it did on folie okay. a so but it's definitely doesn't sound like aughts fallout boy okay let's just put it that way what an interesting review from you adam i'm glad I'm you shared scared that scared as fuck <laughs> But we'll get through this together. If I'm like falling asleep at night and I'm singing a Fallout Boy <laughs> song in my head, up, up, there's something up, wrong, up, up, up. and it wasn't that one. <laughs> so so. Uh, you 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 put Fallout Boy behind you, you put Slipknot behind you. Yes. What are you going to be reviewing next week? The good old Avenge Sevenfold. From oh, Hollywood, you're starting that California. Whew, it's going to be a long five weeks, <laughs> and by long I mean really fucking long. Yeah, because the albums, albums are like an hour long. They're like seven hours long. Yes. <laughs> And um, then I'm going to just start listening to the Warped Tour bands and get yes, ready for that. getting so, hyped up for that. I'm pretty sure we're still going to be going this year. I hope so. Yes. Day one. All right, man. Well, uh, listeners, I hope you guys enjoyed this very special episode. Once again, thank you very much to Aaron, the guitarist of Vise. Once again, I can't recommend them enough. Again, go to wearevise.bandcamp.com. Check out their album. You can listen to all five tracks there. And if you enjoy it, please uh, consider purchasing it. It's only $5. Well worth the well worth the asking price. And uh, if you guys want some more podcasting goodness, please check out our friends over at themeltingpod.net. You can check out our friends at 
The Dead Bedouins. You can also check them out at deadbedouins.com. Generation Oddcast. You can also find them on iTunes. And Shitrick Says. You can find them on shitricksays.com or Shenanigans on iTunes. I am your co-host, Mike. This is my co-host, Adam. Like it will kill you every single time, and then all of a sudden you start to accept it. This was a good song, wasn't it? (laughs) 